Episode 11 of the Goddess Archetype Code. So I just want to talk with you today about if you feel stuck and if life seems to be passing you by and if you feel disconnected from your truth and it feels like you're merely going through the motions. Maybe you sense unreality about life and the gnawing feeling in the pit of your stomach that keeps you up at night and wondering, is this all there is? You know that life was meant for more, more love, more fun, more joy, and more connection with your own purpose and meaning. And yet you often self-sabotage, and yet you want to reclaim the authority of your experience and trust your own observations and thought processes. Or perhaps you want to heal from past wounding that continues to affect you with recurring triggers, reactions that leave you emotionally drained. I invite you to imagine yourself experiencing deep awareness, honoring your self-autonomy, trusting your own self-knowledge and personal intuition. And as you begin to see life as an integrated whole, appreciating beauty and becoming emotionally available to your own inner child, feeling empathy more deeply in connection. Well, you will want to understand and heal from the mother wound. You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph an intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist. I use story, music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this podcast is not intended as therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day, is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided, divided within. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the mother wound and what benefits you might get by addressing this. You know, this is a little more complex than you might imagine because so many things, issues overlap. Issues of not feeling good enough, feeling a consistent sense of shame, self-sabotaging, and eating disorders are common manifestations of the mother wound. So how can we figure out if these symptoms are at least partially due to a mother wound? In some ways, you see, it's inevitable that we are wounded by our mothers. They are human, and they are living in a patriarchal society as we are, and they also have generational traumas. But this doesn't change the fact that they, in their blindness, perhaps wound us on deep psychological levels. Our mothers have acted out intergenerational trauma, and it wounds us. Understanding where they come from doesn't change the pain of our consequent symptoms, but it does offer a little relief and the potential for eventual restoration of relationship and forgiveness. But the fact remains, unless your mother was an aware and conscientious person, 
which I want to acknowledge these strong and courageous women out there. There is a strong possibility she acted her pain out on you. You see, every mother plays a crucial part in each child's life. Children develop their sense of self by how the adults in their life treat them. We are relational by nature. So when even the best-intentioned mother doesn't live from a healed heart, her child can grow up with unhealed wounds that color how she sees herself. Let's talk about the negative outcomes of the mother wound. Often our pain is manifested in self-sabotaging behaviors, or we have constant comparing of ourselves with others, perhaps believing you must stay small in order to be loved in acceptance, and even persistent feelings of guilt and shame that lead to questioning or even denying our own legitimate opinions, thoughts, and observations. How we react in our relationship with our mother can also show up in other contexts and relationships such as in our careers, our own parenting style, and romantic relationships. Let's stop for a moment and notice this statement, those persistent feelings of guilt and shame that lead us to play small, compare ourselves with others, and question or deny our own legitimate thoughts and feelings. I want to concentrate on shame, because I suggest that shame could be a primary wounding. So how do mothers or parents or caretakers teach us what not to do? It is primarily through shame. You probably heard the term, shame on you. I know I did. So Dr. Peter Levine says, I think that shame is one of the most corrosive, if not the most corrosive, of all emotions. And it is, in a way, like a cancer. It starts off as a tumor, and then the tumor breaks apart and metastasizes, and it affects the whole body, the whole organism. So shame feels like death. It feels like death. Dr. Buzinski says that shame can be one of the most challenging emotions to work with. You see, shame can mask itself as so many different behaviors, making it difficult to pinpoint the core issue. And here's what can also be so insidious about shame. Even when a person seems to be making progress, shame can sneak right back in and create roadblocks in a person's recovery. And she continues... The fact that I was selected or groomed or tricked into this, like, what is it about me, can create a lot of shame. Bessel van der Kolk says, This self-blame and this self-shame have a certain survival capacity. In other words, it means that if I behave myself differently, this won't happen to me. And this really creates a new part. It creates a part that says, I will never let anybody mess with me again. But deep down, I feel deeply ashamed of myself. Do you notice that Bessel van der Kolk used the term part? He is referring to internal family systems in which they teach that we have multiple parts to our personality. We have different parts that get activated throughout our lifespan. And this is where archetypes can come in. 
A way to notice our parts, and particularly our emotional parts, and provide healing to them is by naming them to tame them. You'll hear me talk about this a lot. And one way to name them is to use archetypal patterns. And today I want to talk about the mother archetypes. You know, as we grow up and mature, we go through various archetypes or archetypal patterns. The mother wound is a concept that we instinctively understand. We've experienced mothers who do not nurture or support us to develop into the woman we are meant to be. Sometimes this is not their fault. They were doing the best they could. But sometimes it is totally their fault. Maybe they were narcissistic and selfish, mean-spirited, punitive, sarcastic, and even gaslighting, tearing into your sense of self to shreds. So let's explore this mother archetype. What are the archetypal images of mother? We have the Earth Mother, Gaia, Demeter, Yord and Frigg, the Spider Grandmother, the Virgin Mary and the Empress in the Tarot, and also the Queen of Pentacles in the Tarot. I'm wondering what mother types are you familiar with? So the mother goddess is usually a feminine deity that embodies the maternal symbols of creativity, birth, fertility, sexual union, nurturing, and the cycle of growth. C.J. Jung, in Volume 9 of the Collected Works, devotes an entire essay to the mother complex. He considered the mother archetype the most significant of all, for this is the archetype of which we first become conscious. It contains all the nurturing, abandoning, terrifying, and awesome aspects of the mother. It is at the heart of our most primitive complexes. In fact, it is the heart of how we see ourselves. Perhaps the most famous example of the mother archetype in literature is the Cinderella story, featuring as it does both the positive and the negative sides of the mother archetype in the form of the fairy godmother and the wicked stepmother. Indeed, many of the traditional tales feature one or both of these two elements of the mother archetype. So let's stop and ask some questions. When you think of quote-unquote mother, what characteristics is she supposed to embody? You might mention things like nurturing, loving. She's supposed to have wisdom and be supportive a spiritual leader who offers physical comfort, is feminine, takes care of children, cooks and makes clothes. What other characteristics come to your mind? If we think of these characteristics of what a mother is supposed to embody, and yet Often our own experience was not so rosy and affirming. Let's take a moment to explore how the expectations of what a mother should be compared to our actual mother and how that impacts. Uh, so sometimes we think a mother must be emotionally available and never get angry at me. 
She's supposed to be my best friend and stuff. These are beliefs that we may have. So as we think about these beliefs that we have about our mother, think also about the way our current beliefs about our body, our food, about financial abundance and relationships have been shaped by your own mother's beliefs. Because we often unconsciously embody the beliefs our mother held. This can be a little more difficult to, to uncover as they are the familial culture in which we were brought up. So what happens when we don't experience a quote-unquote good enough mother? Oftentimes this can lead to body dysmorphia, not feeling good enough, unnecessary guilt, anger and resentment. Maybe you don't go after that job or pursue a career that you really are in love with, or maybe artistic aspirations are put to the side. Another aspect that we can bring to our awareness is a little bit more universal. So noticing cultural taboos and stereotypes And these stereotypes that reinforce shame for feeling pain from the mother wound. Because we are taught the stereotypes that mothers always love their children and other cultural memes. And consequently, we feel obligated to stuff our pain. And you know, stuffed pain, unconscious pain, comes out in unexpected and often destructive ways. So after taking time to dig deep and to delve into our beliefs around mother, and we are able to name the shame and the guilt and lack of self-esteem and the resentments that are due to our lack of adequate mothering, then we are able to do something constructive about it. So the first stage is acknowledging that our mother is and was a broken, fallible woman who is a product of her upbringing and the patriarchal culture we live in. She is often blind to her shortcomings and unconscious perpetrates her own unconscious perpetration of her own mother wound. Although this does not absolve her from responsibility, Nor is this a step in which to ignore the problem or to continue the false cultural narrative. Acknowledging is the first step towards detaching from your mother wound perpetrator. Acknowledging is the same as naming it. You know, my experience is that mothers hold a deep denial about what they did to harm their children. And often confronting them is usually an exercise in futility. So when I talk about acknowledging and detaching, it doesn't necessarily mean that our own mothers will be able to accept this. You know, they often say, that never happened, which is obviously gaslighting your experience. They may say, what did I do to deserve this accusation or this abuse, which actually makes it all about them in a narcissistic way. Or they may say, you are too sensitive, you just need to get over it, which denies your feelings, which is more gaslighting. 
And I'm wondering what experiences you can add to this. There's so many stories that we have. But the next stage, after we acknowledge what our mothers did and how they acted, then the next stage is to grieve the loss of the mother you never had. Doing grief work around a mother wound is a bit more complicated and requires deep emotional healing. It includes releasing the pain that she inflicted on you over many years. It can be important to cry, to create rituals of release, and most importantly, acknowledging and feeling all the emotions you have. You know, this is important because your emotions were not allowed due to familial or cultural expectations. For instance, in, as we've been told, perhaps, that you were too sensitive, which means your emotions are not valid. So restorative methods for the mother wound, healing, are based in curiosity and compassion. Using curiosity and compassion to create a loving internal self-relationship with which to connect with your heart and mind and body. So as we said, naming the mother wound, recognizing cultural expectations and connecting our minds, which involves naming our emotions, and naming our emotions creates an ego detachment. So connecting to our heart can involve inner child work. Reparenting your inner child with kindness and curiosity as we can help our inner children to name their emotions and learn to use soothing methods. Connecting with your inner child by nature involves your inner mother. As you reparent your inner child, create a connection with your own personal inner mother. Who are you as a mother? What values do you have around mothering? And how do you embody empathy and compassion, gentleness and curiosity as a mother? You can use a goddess mother archetype or another one to be curious about how you can connect with the mother energies within yourself. Using methods to connect to your body also include Things like yoga and mindfulness, meditation and dance, breathing and grounding, lots of fun stuff. But also some difficult exercises such as loving your whole body. So doing inner child work and inner mother work is a process that will bring up different emotions over time. It takes patience, compassion, curiosity, empathy, and forgiveness. So each time an emotion comes up, work through it by feeling it, being gentle and compassionate with it, noticing what inner wisdom each emotion brings to your awareness. So thank you for joining me today with this. And today I would like to end with a quote by Deepak Chopra. He says, The shadow self seems to be the opposite of love. Actually, it is the way to love. Going through the mother wound, which is part of our shadow self, learning self-compassion, learning how to reparent ourselves, learning how to love our inner children and our inner parts, is such 
deep and fulfilling work. And I'd like to invite you, if you do want to work with me, to go to my booking page at thegoddessarchetypecode.com forward slash book. And you can book a session with me. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you have felt encouraged and excited to work through deeper issues around the mother wound and around your own personal healing. And I'll see you the next time. And of course, like and subscribe. And I'll see you the next time. Bye-bye. Looking for the light. It's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous. That's what the mad folks say. Told you that you had sinned. We are divine.